Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen. And I am Emily. Welcome to another water cooler episode where sometimes it's Disney and sometimes it's not, but it's always fun and interesting. So today I want to start off with a very, very exciting topic if you happen to be an Animal Crossing player, because at the time of this recording, it is October 15th, and as they promised in a previous Nintendo Direct, we have received a Nintendo Direct that has been just solely about Animal Crossing and its updates. It lasted for 20 glorious minutes, and we (laughs) were well-fed. It was incredible. Like, basically, Animal Crossing players went from... Okay, you know, we got a couple more new items for Halloween and we got a couple more things for this event and that event. But when are we going to get some real updates? And a lot of people were just kind of over it. And, you know, I played for all of last year. Now I'm just kind of done because what is there to do on the island anymore? And Nintendo was like, all right, we're tired of you complaining here. We've got this for you. We've got that for you. It was kind of like, you know, the Oprah GIF of like, and you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. It was <laughs> oh, like yeah. that. It was just like this Beast. nonstop barrage. Yes. Oh God, the bees one. Yes. It was hurt. just like nonstop. Like this is new and that's new. And here's something in that. And it was just like, whoa, this is insane. So like they, they basically kind of updated everything. So, There's more storage space. There's more to do on even like other NPC characters islands. So if you go to Harv's Island, which is like this one character where basically you went to his island just to take pictures. It was very, you know, like, why am I even going here? Now his whole area is going to be turned into like an NPC area. So if you want a new backpack, the NPC for that's over there. If you need some artwork, that NPC is over there. If you want a new hairstyle... You go to this spot. Like, it's it's insane. They basically took a whole bunch of characters um, that are present in other Animal Crossing games, and they finally brought them to this one. I mean, it was it's crazy because, for me, uh, New Horizons is the very first Animal Crossing I've ever played. So, you know, when a lot of people have been like, oh, where's Tortimer? Where's this other guy? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know who that is, but I hope he appears for you because, you see, I'm very concerned. And... So now all of these characters are finally back. And so people are just just going insane. Like everyone is so freaking excited. And for me, I really like um, decorating my island with very realistic things. So like they just announced that they're going to have a cooking system. So now you can grow carrots, you can grow potatoes, you can grow sugar cane. And eventually you're going to be able to gather all these different crops and make actual realistic looking food items. And the food items that they already have in the game look so realistic. It just, it makes you so hungry. Like they've introduced um, like ramen bowls with, um, you know, like tempura and just like different dishes from around the world. They recently had, um, I think, what did they have? They had mooncakes for Lunar New Year and just like all sorts of interesting things that are not Lunar New Year's for the mid-autumn I think. But yeah, they have like just tons and tons of different stuff from around the world. And it's just, it's fascinating. It's, it's exciting. You can learn about different cultures and different celebrations, but then you've also got this really realistic, really cool food item that you can decorate your place with. There's going to be new 
um, like amusement parks type stuff, which is great for my island because I have like a whole kind of Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm sort of setup. And it just, it goes on and on. Like there's just so, so much they stuffed into one 20 minute thing that we were expecting like, oh, here's this one little expansion that we kind of teased and that's it. But no, they just, they threw everything and the kitchen sink at us and it was just glorious. And the, <laughs> What are, you you seem excited, right? Is like, this, are you excited? <laughs> it's just it's fantastic. So I'm just I am I like all today all day today I've been having a hard time concentrating because I'm just like oh my god I can't wait it comes out November fifth so that's not even that long to wait for all of this stuff and this is all free this is all included in the game oh nice oh wow so I mean it's almost like you've got. Round two of this game, you've got enough content in there to last you an entire year and then some. And then they also announced that they're going to have some paid DLC. So for $25, there's another add-on where basically you get to go to another uh, group of islands and you get to turn it into an island resort for different villagers. So it's just, it was just nonstop content. And like, like all of us were kind of like watching this going, Am I dreaming? Is this there's so much? I didn't realize you could fit this much in one 20 minute segment. So it was just fantastic. I'm on cloud nine. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I, I I like when you're so excited and you like can't stop talking. <laughs> right. Like, really and it hasn't even come out yet. It's just <laughs> like all of the things that can be. Um that was quick. <laughs> so um, is it time to take a quick sponsor break? And Let's then do it. Come back. All right. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future. And we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Welcome back, everyone. So after Jennifer's super exciting topic, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can match her level of excitement, but I did want to discuss um, what if, because the season one has ended a couple Ooh. weeks ago as of today's recording. I think it ended maybe two weeks ago. can't remember, but there was nine episodes um and i believe the last time we recorded like a dedicated what if like recap it was we only did like up to episode three maybe three or four yeah i think so, it's just three okay so there are six more episodes that came out after that um uh, i won't discuss them all just kind of like interesting things i guess first of all i wanted to ask both of you have you finished the series or the season yet I have not made it through it yet. Okay. I have not. And I don't know. After that third one, it's hard to want to just because it was so heavy. And like, I just, I want happiness right now. <laughs> okay. Fair. But the good thing about What If is you don't necessarily need to watch anything in order. So I'll give you mm. an episode recommendation that's like just fun. Um, but the the last up, like the, um, the, season finale does kind of require some knowledge of what has happened in the whole series or season, I guess. Um, but let me start. So 
The fun episode that I mentioned is episode seven, and it's all about Thor. Nice. And it is it it's it's what if like um what if Odin never took Loki like he just left Loki with the frost giants, oh. and it what happens is Thor grows up without like Loki's presence, so he grows up with a completely different type of character, and um, he loves to party. And he like doesn't see himself. He just wants to be the party prince of Asgard. He doesn't want to be like the, like the king, the the responsible king or anything like that. So this episode, he comes to the Midgard. So he comes to Earth and starts to party. And it's funny because Jane is actually in that episode too, and she's the one who tries to call Shield, tries to call like Homeland Security, tries to call like every department to notify them like there's some sort of activity that like, like alien presence and it turns out to be thor um and it's <laughs> thor just really, partying right yes yeah, thor trying partying. to have a good time <laughs> yes thor partying um and he basically just puts the whole world earth into like a party trance um oh no and, i was wow. kidding but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah it, it's pretty funny and jane um so at first she's like you like where did you come from like super just scientific kind of jane like where did you come from like who are you and give me all the answers but then she's like like thor like swoons her and so she oh. ends up like um shield finally calls her back and they're like you're jane foss or like foster no jane yeah jane foster yeah, right? jane foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah like you're the one who alerted us of this alien activity tell us where he is and like we'll get it sorted you know and she goes um i don't know like that was just a mistake <laughs> like and she just oh, wants no. to go with thor uh so it's a, it's definitely a funny episode and then they call in shield actually calls in captain marvel hmm. oh um, alien to i guess a i don't semi demigod i don't know to try and like negate or like try to diffuse the situation um and so they there's a fight between captain marvel and thor and there's this really funny scene where they're both of them are so strong that they actually jump from like continent to continent with each punch mm-hmm. um, oh. so, so that's fun um there's another episode so that's like the most fun episode to me i at first i was like what is happening like all it's just thor partying what is this episode but then it was actually very enjoyable <laughs> Um, there's another episode, um, episode six, not so much fun, but interesting because it's about Killmonger and how, like, what if, oh, it's the one where you see in the, the what if trailer where Tony Stark gets saved by Killmonger and like, what happened? Like, so Iron Man oh. doesn't exist anymore or Iron Man is never created because there's never a need for mm-hmm. Iron Man. Um, so it's interesting to see Killmonger. I mean, he's like a pretty intense villain. Like, I actually genuinely do not like him mm-hmm. <laughs> as a person. Like, I, it, he's his character is so villainous that yeah. it's interesting to see a whole episode dedicated to his story or his alternate story. Um, he's still kind of like that mischievous, like only in it for himself kind of thing. Um, so, but you see, like, you see Tony Stark. You see. Um, What's his name? Don Cheadle. What is his <laughs> character? But he voices it. Um, Don Cheadle actually voices it. Tony Stark. I feel nice. like. Um, what is his name? It's uh, like a sound alike. Yeah, it's a sound alike. Hmm. But always interesting. Um, and then the last two episodes were pretty like 
I was always trying to figure out like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to end the season? Because it's definitely seems like a series that you could just go on and on. Right. Just mm-hmm. all these different alternative time or alternative yeah, timelines. Um, and so the eighth episode, um, you actually see Ultron. I can't remember if it's the eighth episode specifically, but Ultron becomes, he comes into the storyline somehow and he becomes so strong that he's taken over the entire earth in his timeline and he starts um going into other worlds he becomes like thanos but like instead of obliterating half the population he just obliterates the whole world planet um geez yeah because he just wants he wants peace in our world but that just means him peace in our time uh that just means him and his robot ultrons i guess and Hmm. but he becomes so strong that he actually can sense the watcher and he's actually able to like break into that little like pocket dimension that the watcher lives in to watch all of the dimension or yeah all of the alternative timelines and that was kind of freaky so then in the last episode that's when the watcher kind of goes back and um picks all of those specific people in all the episodes that like had a different thing happen to them. And he creates like his um, guardians of the multiverse, I think to try and like defeat Ultron. It was interesting. So if anything, I would say watch the last episode, (laughs) watch the last episode and watch the Thor episode. Mm -hmm. If you're going to like continue watching it. Hmm. It just sounds interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I have the weirdest thing. So, uh, recently, a bunch of researchers have watched every single animated feature-length film from Disney since 1937 mm-hmm. and analyzed them and how to talk about... Okay, its effect on kids and how you can use Disney movies to help with child development. And okay. <laughs> I mean, this is very interesting because yeah. the thing is that it's it's very interesting because we all love and um, I mean adore Disney films, mm-hmm. and we also know that in general it's really good family fare, but mm-hmm. it's hard to describe why they're good family fare a family type of viewing. So they took all these films. Okay. So I'm going to give you two different ways you can find it. Um, Fast company has written an article. The fast company article is called which Disney films movies should your child watch? Scientists created a database to help you decide. And then another one is university. Houston is using Disney movies to help with child development. But the, um, the original article is using Disney movies to help with child development. And then you can, from that article, you can actually link to their database of, uh, um, of all the animated film, all 100. And I didn't know there was a hundred, actually 155 films. Mm-hmm. And okay. So someone name a movie. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah. Let me, I let me see. <laughs> I'm anticipating it's not going to be very good. (laughs) Okay. So that happens to be 100. I mean, 34 number or 34 on their list in numerical order. Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid. Um, It was released on November 17th of 1989. 
Mm-hmm. It has, uh, it is 83 minutes long. And somehow I just uh, lost it again. Um, the, the protagonist is Ariel. And the lesson is dream of un, of an unproblematic life. Huh. So, and Ooh. in addition to, they in all these films, they tell you if the biological mother or biological father is still alive. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, you know, cause we always, you know, that's kind of our joke in house, right? It's like, yeah. okay, who's going to die next. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so like Ariel is her mother alive. It says no. no. Yeah. She's but not- her, yes. But for the father, yes. Alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so interest so it's very interesting like uh like the jungle book dad alive no mother alive no mm-hmm. 101 dalmatians um they say that the protagonists are actually perdita and pongo and both the parents are alive and it <laughs> teaches you about the love of animals Aww. so what you can do is that if you're like if there's some particular instant in your life that you're having an issue with, you can go to the last column and talk about, look at the theme and morals for all these films. And then you can say, um, then you can show them that film. And it, it's a quick, it, it's a, it's a visual way for kids to ex- see and experience some of that, like friendship or brotherly love hmm. or um, being angry. Um, actually beauty and the beast bell um, hmm. um, mother, not alive, father alive, and um, it's about anger. Hmm. And how did then you can talk to them about how to deal with anger? This is really refreshing, just because you know, like, like in the case of the Little Mermaid, usually you hear people say, like, "Oh, look, she gave up all of her, like everything that she knew, her friends, her family, her entire life, just for a guy." Blah blah blah. But yeah, the way that they have it written, that's kind of I know how I pictured it when I was a kid was like, oh. This is her dream. Like, she's not really, you know, settled with her life as it is. She wants something else. So, you know, it's not like she was particularly giving it up for Eric. It was like she also was already interested in humans and the human world and legs and everything. Right. Yeah. So, So, so I'm going to, you know, just, you know, in case people don't have time right now, I'm going to run just through a handful of films. Bugs Life. Economic exploration. Um, Tarzan, <laughs> impact of cultural hereditary. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Emperor's New Groove, um, self deception. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlantis, power, knowledge, and morality. Yeah. Monsters Inc., good versus evil. Nice. Um, oh, wow. Lilo and Stitch, women and identity. Oh, you nice. know, it's it's a very woman focused movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, Finding Nemo. Don't give up. Aw, she's too swimming. Yeah. yeah. Cute. Yeah, The Incredibles, and actually, it's Don't Give Up with Dory and Nemo, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, The Incredibles embrace embrace our true nature. Hmm. Don't try to be something that you're not. Um, Chicken Little Courage. No one's seen that, so no one knows how to respond to that. Right. Cars, relationships matter. 
Mm-hmm. Ratatouille, believe in yourself. <sighs> nice. Um, Wally, it's about self-awareness of strengths and liabilities. Huh. Interesting that they included um, Hi- Ayo Mizuki's films. Oh. Um, so, uh, because at the time Disney was uh, distributing them, mm-hmm, even though they're right. not Disney films, acceptance and love. Hmm. Yep. Bolt, protect the ones that you love. No. Oh. Up, honesty and appreciation. So, I mean, mm. it's kind of cool, right? It is. Yeah. So it's a, it's a different way of teaching your kids um, about different life lessons without kind of, you know, just giving is a way to give their kids examples. So I was mm-hmm. like, this is so cool. Wreck-It Ralph, caring and compassion. Ooh, do they have Bambi? Oh, sure they do. Um, <laughs> I'm curious. Let me see. Bambi, death and loss. Wow. Oh. Yep. Yes, right? that makes sense. <laughs> um, Cinderella, blended family and forgiveness. Oh, oh I like that. Uh, 101 Dalmatians, love for animals. Mm-hmm. Aristocrats is also about family. Is Fox mm-hmm. and Hound Disney? Oh, yeah. Right? The Fox and the Hound is about friendship. Oh, yeah. Right? Because they're they two have a different... song. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. We're the best of friends. Yeah. That one. <laughs> so it, but it's, it's a really, really cool list. And it makes yeah. you reevaluate the films oh, totally. about what the basics, what the base of the, you know, kind of aggregating it down to its base components. Mm hmm. So what's Snow White? Snow White? Yeah, since that was the first one, I'm curious what that one would be. Okay. Okay. Um, need for family. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Huh, okay. So the the other thing is, I'm looking at this list really quickly and talking about the biological mother and father. Um, I'm not sure if it's entirely, do they show up? Um, because there's a lot of no's in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be also like they just don't show up. Like, for example, Cars, Lightning McQueen. Do you see his dad? No. Do you see his mother? No. Oh. Okay. So yeah, some of it is, yeah. They, yeah, they still could be alive. And then some of them is like Finding Nemo. Uh, yes, the mother shows up, but she has she passed dies. on. Yeah. And yes, the father is alive, Marlon. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these is like, is there a mother-father relationship in the film? Mm, I see. Yeah, because even like for Little Mermaid 3, she shows she shows up for like two seconds and then she's gone. So Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know who Ralph's dad or mom is. I don't think yeah. he necessarily has one. a computer one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was just generated. exists <laughs> as the, Yeah. <laughs> Unless you can't like the game developers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing is uh, Moana. Patience is beneficial, but Moana has a father um, and mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maui um, was abandoned by his mother mm-hmm. and also abandoned by his father when he was a child. Hmm. So I don't recall that part. I don't yeah. either. I was just trying to think too. Like, so that's really cool i mean that makes me want to go through like each one and see like yeah they came up with a different yeah 
I want to, yes, I would like to see this list. Yeah. We'll post it. I'll post it up with a podcast. You can look at, you can see in the descriptions, but I'll forward it to you too. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me like want to watch everything again with like this new found information. Mm-hmm. Well, what you know, some of it, <laughs> like some of them are like uh, Tinkerbell and the Great Fairy Rescue because it is oh. a feature length film. So some of them are ones that, you know, the Emperor's New Groove to Kronk's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do they have Peter Pan 2? Uh, that one was actually kind of heavy, if I remember Peter correctly. Peter Pan 1 is yeah, growing Pan up 1. in conflict. Peter Pan 2 is growing up in, in conflict. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, because Peter Pan 2 takes place... During uh, the First World War. And so you actually see um, Wendy's daughter kind of trying to take care of herself and take care of her little brother as they're, um, you know, navigating this world. And then they're sucked up into Neverland. And and she's very much the opposite of her mother, where she's very like, I'm grown up. I don't have time for this foolishness. This is serious business time. And, you know, why am I stuck here kind of thing? Yeah. So interesting. Who knew? Oh, what about Little Mermaid three, which oh. is basically like the <laughs> music is terrible. Hang on. Uh, there's there's so many. Um, I mean, I have to find it in all these. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, Little Mermaid two, but they only they don't have Little Mermaid three. Oh, interesting. Wait okay. A Let me try that again. There's a little brave toaster. Oh, I remember. That one used to kind of scare me as a kid, I think. I feel like that also scared me as a kid. <laughs> Is Little Mermaid 3 the Little Mermaid Ariel's beginning? Yes. Life challenges and dreams. Huh. Some of these feel very generic. Like I kind of expected more detail from some of them. Yeah, but, but it I makes th- sense, you know. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, I think what they're trying to do is, what's do, what is an appropriate film to show your kid if you're having issues with it, or, mm. or if your kid is needs a learning experience, mm-hmm. you know, and another mm. way to view it. So they're trying to break it down to be very, very basic. Yeah. Anyways, exciting. That's really <laughs> cool. That is really cool. How do you know how long or how long it took them to do the research, or if it's like a recent research? Um, this actually was something. Um, as from what I can tell, University of. They say it came out today. Oh wow. Oh, very up to date. Very recent. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, what's today's? Oh no, yesterday. Yesterday. Still very recent. Like, yeah. 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 So Hot the, off the presses. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. The fourteenth of October when we're recording this, and it will be this podcast will be out on the seventeenth, I think. Mm-hmm. So cool. Damn. So that's that's my find of the day. <laughs> I like it. I'm I'm glad that there's more 
positive research like this being done just because, I mean, you know, the the one I've always heard so often is, are Disney princesses a, a valuable teaching tool for children or are they just teaching kids to be, you know, set up for failure and, and disappointment and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, come on. You know, like in all of these movies, you know, there's always been a good lesson to be learned. Otherwise, they wouldn't make them, you know, right. otherwise fairy tales in general would not last because all of them have some kind of, you know, moral. There's a story. Yeah. 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 There's a story and there's something to be learned from them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is really refreshing. Well, that's why that's the difference. It's, it's a, that's why some films are become classics is because no matter how much time has passed, the morals still remain the same and you there's something to be learned from it mm-hmm. as opposed yep. to nothing wrong with fast and the furious <laughs> watch, you know, but at the same time, it's just, there's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Does it have a, well, like, will my grandchildren relate to a bunch of guys stealing stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Or even like when sometimes they'll take the classic stories and they'll try to reframe it in a way that just does not work. Like they, I think Netflix just recently came out with a new version of Cinderella and the whole oh premise God. behind it, it was, was that, did you I watch it? No, I have not seen it, but I've seen, I've just heard bad things. <laughs> like yeah. it was not good. It was um not Netflix. It was Amazon prime, I think. Oh, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It looks so bad because the, the so whole cringe. premise is like, you know, instead of Cinderella finding true love, which there's nothing wrong with. If, mm-hmm. if your whole thing is you've never felt like you belonged, you once had, you know, love in the form of your parents and that was taken away from you. And now you are, you know, trying to find that as best you can with people that have nothing but contempt and hatred for you. Then, yes, of course, you are going to find love and and you're like, wow, this is fantastic. I finally feel like I belong. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But no, in this version, it's like, oh, I don't want to get married. My whole dream is to just become like a dress designer and whatever. And it's just like, it just falls so flat. And so it it just kind of, you know, makes fun of that element of the originals. I feel like it should have just been its own, like they shouldn't have even based it off of Cinderella or it should have just been its own story. Yeah. Like, there was no need to have a remake of Cinderella with this new premise. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been done to death as it is. Like there there's too many Cinderellas. Please stop. Please oh, yeah. find a new oh fairy tale. Another you Cinderella know, story. There are <laughs> so many fairy tales. And it's just like they keep on going back to the same old ones over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I keep on saying that. Um, I really wish that someone takes the time to go find some Native American or yes. you know, First Peoples yes. or or even there's chi- the eight, I was going to say Chinese, but just Asian cultures have so many rich kind of um, stories. Yeah. It, it's just, it's amazing. And it's like, but instead I get the 26th version of Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some really good children's books that kind of take like there are stories that have kind of a similar feel to Cinderella, but they're, they're really their own sort of 
stories. Like there's one called The Rough Face Girl, which is a Native American. Oh my gosh. I Have you read that, that one? Such a good yeah. In it's elementary so school. Good. It was so yes. good. So good. It's it's amazing. And it really teaches you like, you know, that um that sort of like it's what's inside that counts. Mm-hmm. It's not what you see on the outside. It's it's, you know, that matters and like that's a really good one. There's another one that I super love called um The Talking Eggs. And it's a, I think it's like sort of a Southern folktale sort of thing, but it's just so good. And it also has kind of like that same vein of Cinderella. You've got like this sweet youngest daughter named Blanche and she um, helps this old woman out. And so then she's rewarded with these gifts. And then her older sister, Rose, tries to do the same thing but she is a very like vain and mean and selfish girl so she doesn't listen to the old woman and instead she kind of gets punished and it's just it's so fun and interesting and that would have made such a great story but i i don't know i wish disney would look to even like more stuff that's you know even just based in america like we have so many great folk tales Mm -hmm. and, and legends and stories here like do those agreed have you heard of the monkey king yes yes you know and and the thing is that i used to watch monkey king uh cartoons when i was a kid and when i used to be like spend time in taiwan Mm -hmm. and the thing is that this is one of those fables where it's just like you know they kind of bring them over to the united states recently but they've never done a great job about it Mm -hmm. but for lack of better better words the monkey king is kind of like it's kind of like a an asian loki yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's a mischievous demigod and he's always causing trouble but at the same you know and um essentially the story that he's most known for is he's accompanies uh a um a buddhist priest across asia Mm -hmm. but um it's but he does all these silly things and it's him getting out of you know getting out of trouble he actually gets in trouble with buddha himself and stuff like that and it's just like it's a really rich story you know but you know the thing is that there's so many things this is just one of hundreds of thousands of um stories that could be used but disney it's your turn you need to bring it bring some of this home mm-hmm. mulan is just one right oh shang chi was is another one or mm-hmm. asian based do we know when or if it's coming that's disney a comic Plus? book huh that is a comic book you're right but disney <laughs> yeah uh do we know when it's coming to disney plus I don't think they mentioned that. they interesting? Usually, it most likely, um, I think it's three months. I've heard heard one month and a half to three months. I'm trying to think. When did Mulan come out to when it was actually in, like, free? I think that was three months. Is that three months? Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um... It says, I just looked it up, on November 12th, which is a month from now, almost, the movie So Shang-Chi will be released on Disney Plus as part of Disney Plus's Disney Plus Day celebration. Oh, that's right. Nice. So that it'll include, okay, so Disney Plus Day, November 12th, 
will include release of Shang-Chi, um, Jungle Cruise, Home Sweet Home Alone, uh, Disney's Olaf Presents, uh, Disney and Pixar's Ciao, Alberto, all new short from The Simpsons, The World According to Jeff Goldblum Season 2, Star Wars Special Look, Marvel Special Look, Dope, Sick, I don't know what that is, and more. Hmm. Actually, I don't know what a lot of those are. But. Okay, so Shang-Chi <laughs> was released on September 3rd. So wow. it's three. It's essentially a little bit more than three months, mm-hmm. right? September. Well, so October. No, oh, no, yeah. two months. It's like two months. Yeah, two months. Maybe they were like, okay, well, Disney Plus Day is such a big deal. We need to just yeah truncate well, it a little bit. Remember, they're releasing these films on Disney Plus to encourage people to uh, subscribe too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the thing is short shorting making a little bit shorter at the theater and not releasing it on the first day may encourage more people to subscribe to Disney Plus. Yeah. Too. Oh, Which that I'm reminds me. I think our our introductory price is almost done, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think we have one more year. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I keep wondering like how long did they say it was good for? Do you have that? Remember. Do you have that? No, Emily? I did not hop oh. off that train. I got the. I did it through Verizon, where we got one year free, and nice. I ended last, like better. early. I ended. I think it was the beginning of this year or something. But I now we're, I'm paying like the the regular price. <gasps> the great unwashed masses. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found out because. Um, Stephanie Fix, I think, alerted yeah. us. Like, I remember you guys talking about it in the office, but then in my head, I was like, I don't need to add another streaming service. Like, how is it really going to affect my life if I don't subscribe to Disney Plus? And and then I realized, then <laughs> you're like, COVID oh no, came. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I mean, originally, as I recall, Disney Plus was released at a special pricing at D23. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, they expanded it to anyone who had a essentially D23 membership, which was free. And I've had mm-hmm. a mul- many years because I would attend the conference. And then it then the pricing was essentially $140, $141 for three years. Yeah. And so it, mine expires in uh, November 22. So it is okay, the best money sense. I've ever spent. <laughs> I know. You know something? Like, at first I kept thinking, oh, <clears throat> like, it's really great to have all these classics at your disposal. But at the same time, like, you know, is this really good use of it? And then when they came out with, like, Mandalorian and all these other great, you know, original shows, it was like, okay, this is good. Especially, like, the Imagineering story. Like, oh, my goodness. That was yeah. so good. Well, things like, for example, uh, all the... Like you said, the Mandalorian, all the new content. Um, we got Loki, Hawkeye. I mean, it's just like, oh my god, this is something I'm actually watching. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to go through the whole catalog, pardon me, um, the whole catalog of all just the Marvel films, mm-hmm. all in a row <clears throat> with my daughter. That was just amazing. Yeah. So. 
and just see some of the random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not strangely enough. It's just because partially because of COVID, man. Oh yeah. We we all really took advantage of it during, (laughs) you know, last year. So. Yeah. Well, cool. At least now we've got stuff to look forward to November 12th. Yep. So not that long from now, like a little less than a month. So yep. it'll go by fast. And the Mighty Ducks are so, it's so, it's, yeah, it's the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of good and it's, it's bad in a good way. Yeah. Or maybe it's good in a bad way. I don't know, but. <laughs> so bad it's good. So bad that it's good. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well. Let us know what you are looking forward to of the new stuff that's coming out on Disney Plus, or if you are looking forward to watching the rest of What If, or if you're excited to read about what your favorite Disney movie means morally, or if you're looking forward to Animal Crossing. I think I'm the only one, but that's okay because <laughs> I am more than excited for the entire world. So, <laughs> but that does it for this episode of Main Street ECI. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And if you have a question or request, send us a message on social media. You can find us at Main Street UCI. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. Edu. And with that, we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.